G'day crew, Matt here. Just a quick touch of base from us here at Back Yourself Fitness. If you have anyone in mind or you yourself would like to be on the Back Yourself podcast, jump onto either our socials or send us an email or get in touch with us straight through our website, backyourselffitness.com.au. And don't forget to subscribe to the Back Yourself podcast so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, Matt from Back Yourself Fitness here and welcome to another episode of the Back Yourself Podcast. Just me having a chat today, um, so we won't be doing our new rolling intro, uh, but before we do start today's chat, I have some exciting news, not from Back Yourself Fitness, but from Mick. So uh, you may remember in season one, did a couple of episodes with Mick from Stay Local Barbershop. Great story. If you haven't had a listen to those couple of episodes, go back and have a listen. Really, really interesting and amazing stuff. Story about strength, for sure. Uh, so he's just opened up his second studio. So Stay Local Barbershop has been going to, from strength to strength uh, to a point where it's fully staffed now. Uh, and he's opened up his own appointments-based uh, one-chair barbershop in Aspley in Brisbane. Uh, so Mick by Stay Local is his handle on Instagram. It's bookings only, so you can't just rock in. Uh, it is a very, very cool setup. Um, I will be popping in there tomorrow as I'm recording this. Um, but check out Mick by Stay Local on Instagram. The booking link is in his bio. Uh, but yeah, old Mickalus getting in, and it's going to be really, really cool. And I know he's already booked out on the first couple of days. So exciting stuff for Mick. Um, today's chat. Something I constantly ponder in my head uh, when I train clients or when I see other trainers training clients, uh, it's probably going to ruffle some feathers, but hey, shit happens, doesn't it? Um, let me start by saying that these are, th- these are my opinions. And hey, if you don't agree with that, that's cool. Let me know. What, what, what are your opinions? Let, give me some feedback. But from what I've seen, these are my opinions on certain issues. We're going to lay out some questions and speak some truths when it comes to personal training. Now, by no means is this promotion for what I do at Back Yourself Fitness, or is this a platform for me to come on here and tell you why you should be doing personal training. What this is is a chat. Um, it's going to be a conversation, I guess, from both sides of what exactly personal training is. So I'm going to talk about the client's side of thing, but I'm, things, but I'm also going to talk about the trainer's side of things. We need to find out why personal training is or isn't for you. So personal training is not for everyone. Like That's obviously because not everyone's doing personal training, but there are certain reasons why it's very, very beneficial. And if you are currently doing personal training, there's a few questions that you need to ask yourself. Uh, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to try, try not to get into like rant territory uh, when discussing like things like client misconceptions or dodgy trainers or um, things that I see that I don't really agree with or things that I hear that I don't really agree with. But I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance because I'm probably going to drift into that territory at some point. Um, Today's episode, I have heaps of notes, so get comfortable. No. Um, Let's start with the client's perspective. So personal training. What is personal training? 
If you're looking for a personal trainer, that tells me one thing. You're after a specific training program or style of training to help you get results specific to you. More importantly, why are you after personal training? And why not do it yourself? You may not may not to be able to motivate yourself. You may struggle to find that motivation. You may not have the knowledge to do it by yourself. You may need to be accountable to someone else. You may need a support network that is there 100% to help you move forward. You may need a program that will help with your imbalances and your injuries. And that's just naming a few. So there are heaps of reasons um, why people do personal training. But if you are doing personal training currently, you need to ask yourself, why am I here? Why did I sign up to personal training? There are truths that you need to keep in mind and keep checking in on as you engage a PT. Committing to personal training is more than just turning up. It's you entering in an agreement with someone else that says you need help and you're going to give it your all because you want to change. As trainers, we will give everything we can for our clients to move forward. However, as the saying goes, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. If we aren't being met with the same attitude, then each party isn't doing everything they can. I'm going to touch on this more when I talk about the trainers at the back end. But basically, if you're not going to put in the same amount of effort that your trainer's going to put into you, then you need to have a reality check and ask yourself, am I doing everything that I possibly can to help me move forward? If you're currently seeing a PT or a boot camp trainer or shit, even a gym by yourself, ask yourself this question. Did I push as hard as I could today? I know I couldn't honestly say yes sometimes. Like I have my shit days in the gym, that's for sure. Each day is different and your exhaustion or your stress or whatever will play a part. But if you don't put into your, 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 put into your sessions, then it is your trainer's responsibility or is it your responsibility to increase effort? So does it fall back on the trainer's shoulders or does it fall back on yours? Yes, we as trainers are there to motivate but once again, if you're not meeting us halfway or putting in the effort, then what's the point of training? Um, my, <laughs> I've actually written in my notes here, my first little rant. One of my pet hates as a trainer uh, and running my own shop especially is when a client comes in and says, oh, I really don't want to be here today or uh, I was going to cancel today because I just didn't feel like it. Well, first of all, thanks. That's a nice pump up. And remember, this is a session that you booked in uh, this is a session that you booked in at this specific time. This is a session that you booked in on this specific day because you need help moving forward. I'm here ready to work and you've sought out the service of a trainer to help you and you tell them you didn't really want to come today. Like that's, that's a bit of a, I guess, slap in the face. Would you say that to a massage therapist or a physio or a hairdresser or a barber or a nail salon person? Um, a drive through attendant? No. Trainers are there to help you, and you're there because you want to help yourself. Remember that. When you book in a PT session, that's a window in your day that you have booked for yourself. Cancelling that session is sacrificing your own health and well-being. Now, I, I honestly, I can understand other commitments uh, outside of personal training. Personal training is not the be-all and end-all. Like There's obviously work and kids and family and all that kind of stuff. Canceling sessions um, is sacrificing time that you've set aside for yourself. And we're very quick to sacrifice 
from ourself first. And that's fine. But then it's like, okay, so what are you actually doing for yourself to help yourself? If you're canceling a session, maybe change your mindset a little bit and go, instead of going, I need to cancel today, why not ask if you can reschedule? So instead of just straight up sacrificing that time, there could be a chance that you can still find that time on another day. When engaging a PT or a bootcamp trainer, communication is key. This is a two-way street, which I'm going to talk about more in the second half. But by communication, I mean like little things. Let the trainer know if you have any injuries or pains that you've been feeling. Shit, let them know how you feel mentally. Ask questions about the exercises or the session itself. Ask questions about what you can do outside of the session. Common courtesy when it comes to things like uh, cancellation or stopping training, you know, giving the appropriate amount of heads up instead of just five minutes before or five minutes after your session. Hey, can't make it today. Or, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you I'm not coming back this week. Little things like that. Just common courtesy stuff goes a long way. Ask to do measurements with your trainers. I'm going to talk about that more towards the back end as well when it comes to what trainers offer. But if you want to find out how you're tracking, ask the trainer, hey, can we do measurements next week or next session or tomorrow or today or whatever? That's for your benefit, okay? So if you want to know, ask. The more you ask, the more we as trainers can help you out. Knowledge is key. When it comes to anything, exercise knowledge, nutrition knowledge, rehab knowledge, like little mental health coping mechanism knowledge, the more you know, it could take, it'll like similar to why I started this podcast. If you can latch onto one thing and it helps you, fucking great. Same thing applies when it comes to asking your PT questions. If you can latch onto one or two things, then great. That's awesome. You've moved forward because you've asked these questions that can help you out. Personally, like speaking from experience, my biggest fear for my clients is them treading water. Whether it's the program I've got them on or the effort they've put in or what happens outside of the gym, I'm worried that they will stand still, not take any steps forward and just stay the same no matter how long they're there for. I have the relationship with my clients where I can openly talk about their progress and how they feel they're going. Creating that conversation is the beginning and from there we can work out if we need any tweaks. And I've got no problem accepting that it could be something that I need to tweak because I'll tell you right now, and I will say this a couple of times, I do not know everything about everything when it comes to nutrition or personal training or running a business or being a human. I do not know everything about everything. So if I ask someone how they're going, I ask because I want feedback from them about themselves, but also feedback about things that I can do that can make it better for them. Treading water is dangerous because let's not forget, you're making a financial investment into your health and happiness. Now, I specifically didn't say health and fitness there because at the end of the day, if you're signing up to a PT, then you are obviously not happy with the way that you are, be it performance-based, be it aesthetically, be it mental headspace, whatever it is, you're basically saying you're not content with how you are. So, It is your health and happiness that you are investing into. And that's what you need to remember. It is an investment. Personal training is an investment. Going to the gym is an investment. Massage, physio, chiro, acupuncture, they are investments in your health and happiness. I didn't even touch on any of the mental health stuff there. Uh, 
there have there've been situations where clients have essentially thrown money at their problems and hoped it fixes themselves somehow. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're going to pay for something that is to benefit, would you not want to get the most out of it? How would you get the most out of it? I spoke about it earlier. The agreement you make and the commitment you make to yourself. The agreement you make with your trainer, the agreement you make with yourself, the commitment you make to your trainer, and the commitment you make to yourself. So I touched on a a word just a second ago there. Money, you're making an investment. So let's talk the nitty-gritty side of things that everyone, um, I guess, judges PTs off without knowing anything about them, and that is the price. Okay, and that's fine. That's the age we live in. You judge off price. You need to find the best price. Yes, personal training is more expensive than joining a 24-7 swipe gym, but you need to remember what you're actually getting from the investment. You've engaged someone who studied this field and has more knowledge than your average gym goer, someone who can design a program specific for your needs and goals. This person will, well, will and should be 100% committed to help you move forward. They will be your immediate support network who is completely removed from your situation. So what do I mean by that? They don't know your family, they don't know your friends, they don't know your work colleagues. So you can come in and talk about your day and we can throw our two cents in or we can, you know, depending on who the client is and the relationship you have, if it's a case of you just need to get it off your chest, then sweet, go for it. That's what your PT is there for. Uh, think about how many years they've been qualified for. They could be running their own space. Uh, so you've got that privacy while you're training as well. They could write up programs for you to do outside of these sessions. Then you've got body composition testing as well. You've got nutrition advice on top of that. So when you actually weigh up the financial investment and what you're getting out of it, you're actually getting a lot, even though it feels like, oh, I'm just getting 30 minutes of training or half hour, oh, 30 minutes, half hour, 30 minutes or 45 minutes worth of training. But really, at the end of the day, you're getting a lot out of it if you have someone you gel with and if you have someone who is committed to you. I'm sure I've missed some aspects, but you know, it's Friday, so cut me some slack. If you don't need a majority of these things, then weigh up the pros and cons of personal training. Be honest with yourself. So if you are happy to go to the gym and you know, quote unquote, what you're doing, or you're happy training the way you're training and you're confident in your ability, then sweet, maybe personal training isn't for you and that's totally fine. But if you do need some of those things, then why not look at personal training? Real talk, you've started with the PT now. Okay, we're past the should I sign up stage. You're doing one to two, 30 to 45 minute sessions per week. Will this change your life? No. Will this help? Yes. There are 168 hours in the week, and if you think 60 or 90 minutes per week is going to cut it, then you got another thing coming. Let's, go, let's circle back to something I touched on at the start, and that is the effort. It's what you do outside of the gym. It's in the kitchen and in your life that you will have the most effect on your results. Remember, we can lead a horse to water, but we can't make a drink. So it's on you to put that effort in, in all aspects of your life, to help you move forward. If you think one hour of training a week is going to drastically change anything, but you're still having six to eight beers two to three nights a week, or you're having a glass of wine a day, or you're eating Maccas for breakfast every second day because you're running late, 
then guess what? That treading water might come into play because you can't out-train that bad diet. Excuse me. Similarly, similarly, you can't out-train your injuries either. And that's something I'm going to talk about when I, I touch on the trainer side of things. The amount of effort that goes into wanting to make those changes in your life will dictate the results you achieve. Let me read that again. The amount of effort that goes into you wanting to make those changes will dictate the results you achieve. So if you're happy turning up and just doing, you're not going to take steps forward. If every session you do, and yes, this talk is about personal training, but in boot camps, group fitness, normal swipe gym, whatever, the effort you put in will dictate the results you get. So if you're willing to bust your ass every session to the best of your ability, and that doesn't mean high-intensity training every session, but if you're willing to put in on every single session, you will have a better chance of getting the results that you are after. Finally, from a client's perspective, personal trainers are not Mr. or Mrs. Fix-Its. There are issues outside of our scope, like injuries, eating plans, in-depth nutrition info, rehab and mental health aspects that are well above our scope. If we suggest seeing someone about the issues, one of those issues that I just spoke about then, it's because we believe you need it and it's above our knowledge. Okay, so I, if I could count the amount of times the that I've had someone go, oh yeah, my knee's been bugging me, but I don't know what to do about it. And then I say, cool, what'd the physio say? And I go, oh, well, I haven't actually been. It's like, well... If your knee or your hip or your ankle or your shoulder or whatever is giving you grief, a PT is not going to be able to fix that. You need to actually get that seen to. Okay, so if we if we recommend going to see someone, it's not because we're trying to make money for someone else. It's because we actually think that you might need help that is above our pay grade, so to speak. All right, I'm going to hold there for a second. I'm just going to have a quick sip. on the kombuchas today. Oh, coming up my nose. All right. So from a client's perspective, there's one big thing that you need to remember with personal training. And I touched on effort a couple of times, but the main thing you need to keep in mind, if you are currently doing personal training, thinking about it, have done it in the past, whatever, is you need to still put effort in. Okay, regardless of the time of day your session is, regardless of the day of the week your session is, that time that you've allocated, whatever time your session is, is time you've allocated for yourself to help yourself. If you turn up, the PT cannot take or the trainer cannot take 100% of the load. You need to do 50% of the lifting. Okay, yes, we're going to motivate and support and teach you things, etc., etc., but we can't control your effort levels. That's on you. Okay, so. The first half of this chat, I've tried to keep um, about the client's side of things, like what you need to expect if you're coming into a PT. Now I want to talk about the trainers. So a bit of what I talked about in the client session can actually be mirror imaged into the trainer section. Once again, disclaimer, before I begin, I'm not saying that I'm the perfect trainer or that I know everything because I don't. What I'm saying is, if you ask yourself some questions on how you operate or why you do what you do, will your answers be morally correct as a trainer? Okay, so 
I have this question all the time in my mind. It's that moral versus business mindset. What are we looking to, as I hit my mic stand, what are we looking to achieve? But then it comes back to why PT? Why did you become a PT? Did you become a PT to make money and become an Instagram lord and have sick abs? And I like going to the gym, so I'm going to become a PT so I can spend more time in the gym. I'm going to make heaps of money and whatever. I'm going to be the new commando. If they are the reasons that you're a PT, reassess career choices, my friend, male or female, okay? All right, let's look at some trainer aspects. Communication is key once again. It is our role as the support person to check in, keep clients accountable with food and training, see how their day was, see how their life is, what's going on. The thing that's holding them back in the gym might actually not have anything to do with the gym, okay? So... If you're looking at someone and they just physically cannot get past a certain point in their session, like they just run out of gas at a certain point, is it their fitness? Possible. Is it their diet? Possible. Is it because they're stressed up to the eyeballs or they're not sleeping or things are rocky at home or whatever, whatever? These are things that we need to think about. It's not just what happens in the gym that could be holding someone back. Now, that's our job as a trainer to create that relationship and create that platform that we can actually discuss those kind of things to a certain level. Once again, we'll stay in our lanes. Um, If you're a trainer and you don't care about that, then firstly, you're an idiot. And secondly, you shouldn't be a personal trainer. The first word in our profession is personal. Make that connection. Being able to communicate and talk to your client being able to have that hard conversation with your client about effort or how they're tracking. You need to have that confidence, and I'm going to touch on this in a bit, and maturity to go, hey, what's going on? Because things don't seem to be clicking in the session. You know what I mean? And just be able to have an honest and open chat as two adults and find out what's going on. You know, We're there to help. So how can we help? It may be how hard we push someone it could be the advice we give it could be just listening to someone talk and unload or deload or whatever having the confidence and maturity there it is again to ask your client how they think their sessions are going and is there anything they want to incorporate being able to accept feedback will make you a better trainer okay so yes it is our role to put together these programs and there is a reason behind our programs but if someone is you know, working through their program and you can quite clearly see the exercises that you're giving them they aren't enjoying, Dan's totally fine to go, hey, what's going on? You don't seem to be having fun. Or is there anything that you want me to, you know, is there anything you want me to add more of in your sessions? Because, you know, if you if they hate doing burpees, and I'd pick burpees because whatever, if they hate doing burpees but you're hell-bent on giving them burpees, they're creating that negative relationship with exercise. And if that negative relationship gets created, they're less likely to A, hang around, but B, continue exercising because all they think about is how much burpees sucked. Okay, so you have to be mature enough to accept feedback and someone may not enjoy your sessions. And I've said this before in a in previous podcast. The first sessions I put together for people, I was like, yep, sweet, I'm going to flog everyone and everyone's going to die and it's going to be awesome because it's going to get their results because I'm working them hard. And I quickly found out that that's not what people are after. You need to adapt to every situation. Some people might enjoy that. 
a lot of people don't enjoy that. So being able to read the situation, and that's something that comes with growing as a trainer the more years you do it. I know the stereotype around personal trainers is we think that we know everything. And let me tell you, we do not. We should continue to learn. Learn from research. Learn from people. Learn from case studies, like your previous clients. What worked? What didn't work? Why did that person leave? Was it something that I was doing in their program? Could I have done more? Okay, why is this person hanging around? Are they getting results? What am I? And just learn from previous cases. Learn from other trainers. Go and see a PT. Go and see a PT yourself. Or watch how other trainers operate. And stand back and go, I wonder why they're doing that. And then think about the session that they have. And I do that all the time if I'm people. I'm a people watcher. So I do that all the time. And I just watch it unfold and see what happens. And go, cool, I wonder why they're doing that. And then, yeah, I'm just a people watcher. But learning from other trainers. Go see a PT. Go see a PT for something you're bad at. Go do Pilates or yoga or Olympic weightlifting or fuck what else, a boxing or MMA trainer. Just so you get a completely different take because they will have a, a completely different way of approaching their sessions than you do. If you think you know everything, you've capped your growth as a trainer, but you've also, more importantly, capped your growth as a human. Because guess what? If you think you're God's gift to the personal training game, you're not. And you see personal trainers come and go, and they think they know everything about everything. Or they think they're going to make a million bucks. And it's like, well, that's not actually the case. As PTs, we need to stay in our lanes. If someone rings up, for example, someone rings up and wants to start PT PT sessions, but specifically wants to do Olympic lifting, like powerlifting moves, like snatches, cleans, cleaner jerks, whatever. Don't blow smoke and tell them you know all about it and teach them, you know, oh, I've got it under control, you know, we can do that, no problems. And then you go ahead and teach them techniques that may not be correct. You gotta stay in your lane and teach the knowledge that you know. If they want more than that, then maybe you're not the trainer for them. And I understand that people, like trainers will be listening to this going, well, but I want to make them my client. You know, I can actually teach them different things. But if they're specifically after a certain thing and you don't know how to do it properly, quote unquote, then you're just going to be taking someone's money or you're going to try and alter what they want to suit your needs. That's what... This fucking game's not about, and I, that's what I hate. the The PT industry or person, the fitness industry, be, being very financially driven, because you know everyone just is hungry for a client. It seems like the people who are actually wanting to help are becoming few and far between. Personal trainers should be a hundred percent, hundred percent committed to their clients' results. If you completely forget the client that you just had. After the 30 minutes you're with them, you obviously don't care about how they're doing. You're worrying more about your back pocket. Simple as that. So if I have a client leave and I forget about that person until I see them next, then I obviously don't care about their progress. If I go home and go, all right, tomorrow, because we did that with so-and-so, I'm going to do this. Like I have my week already planned out. I'm going to make sure I put this specific exercise in. They're probably going to be a little bit sore from today, so we're going to start off probably with a roll or something easy to work into. Being able to think and use our brains to help that person. If you're just like, cool, 
here's the session. What am I doing with this person today? And I've got it. All right, we're doing legs. Cool. All right, we're doing legs today. You know, that's a very shit approach to becoming a PT. If your goal is to train as many people as possible, then why not just focus on, I don't know, group fitness or boot camps or something like that instead of cramming like 80 PTs into a week and not being able to commit 100% to each of them. You know, the more you have, the more you're going to focus on. Yes, cool. The more clients you have, great. But are you going to be able to 100% invest in 80 clients per week, 80 different clients per week? Meanwhile, if you're if you're seeing 80 PT clients, different PT clients a week, as like as a PT, that's excellent. That's that's phenomenal. I wonder how brain dead you are at the end of the day. At the, at the very beginning of the podcast, I broke down the what's and why's of clients looking for personal training. We need to be able to commit to those reasons and do what we can for that individual, both inside and outside of their session. Ties in beautifully. You're making a commitment to that person. They're making a commitment to you, yes, but you are making a commitment to them saying, yes, I'm going to help you out. We're going to move together as a team. It is a team effort. We can only lead a horse to water, but we've got to lead. We can't just hope for the best and hope to get the horse gets there without much help. So we've actually got to do our part, show the horse or show the client, stop calling clients horses, show the client these new ways, give them the knowledge, knowledge about food, training, rehab, whatever, and then let them put the effort in and continue that into their lifestyle. One of my pet peeves, pet hates that I see in the industry is PTs have been in the industry for 30 seconds and they're overcharging for sessions. It's like, mate, how much do you know? And sure, you could have the book knowledge, but how many clients have you had previously? How many cases have you actually worked on? Or are you straight out of an online course going, yep, sweet, 70 bucks a half hour, no worries. Yes, you've got to, you've got to know your worth and don't undersell yourself, but you've got to earn how much you're worth. Like, I don't know, it could be a work ethic thing, it could be an age thing, sure, but you got to put the effort in and show that you're worth that amount. You can't just be like, yep, sweet, client number one that I've ever had, $70. Right, let's sit on this machine. Right, let's sit on this machine. Right, let's sit on this machine. It's like, what the fuck are these people actually learning? If you're in the industry for money, then firstly, you've picked the wrong industry. And secondly, you obviously don't understand what personal training is about. Uh, Quickly, another little pet peeve that I've jotted down here. Uh, You are not God's gift to Instagram. Look. I get it. Don't get me wrong. I post on my socials about back yourself fitness. Cool. But your followers don't mean anything. Your promo codes aren't badges of honor and your abs aren't helping your clients. The question you should be or the thing that you should be worried about is how many people have I helped today? That's what personal training is about. If you're a trainer and that is not, I guess, your moral goal, then man, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I'm going to quickly, before I wrap this short, sharp podcast up, I'm going to quickly bounce back to uh, the clients for a second. But I'm going to let you in on a few little secrets that you may not know. So your PT should, in my opinion, not be charging you extra for things like doing body composition testing or nutrition advice. If you sign up to train with someone, you sign up for their full resources that should not have little extra things tacked on and yes once again i hear can hear the training community go oh but you know it's it's an extra thing that i can offer and it should be worth more or whatever well no because the person is there for you 
no, sorry, you're there for the person and they need your help. So why not offer them all the things that can help them instead of going, oh, sweet, do you want me to tell you how your food was today? That'll be five bucks. You got it? It's all included. It's all part and parcel of working with someone. On that note, talking about food, PTs, this this will be the good one that annoys people. PTs cannot prescribe eating plans. The highest qualification that we as personal trainers can obtain without actually going to study nutrition allows us to give guidance or advice. That's it. If, you're a, if your PT is giving you an eating plan or a meal plan they've created, unless, of course, they've got it from, got it from a nutritionist, well, guess what? They, my friend, are guessing and hoping. Even if it is from a nutritionist, if it's the same plan that's given to everyone, then it's not specific to you or your needs. So once again, it is hit and hope. So if your PT, if you're sitting there listening to this and your PT is giving you an eating plan and they don't have a, not a certificate in nutrition, but they're not a qualified dietitian or nutritionist, then they cannot give you an eating plan. It's a guess. It's a guess. <sighs> Sorry. That was a little bit ranty there too. Commercial gyms that offer you personal training sessions when you sign up to the gym or are, are doing it for your are not doing it for your benefit, they're doing it for their trainers. Let me say that again because I stumbled over my words. Commercial gyms, when you sign up, that offer you free personal training sessions are doing it for their trainers, they're not doing it for your benefit. Unfortunately, they see you as leads for your for their trainers, not for your benefit. If you can clearly see or feel like your PT isn't invested in you, give them the flick. You're paying someone to help you move forward. Yes, they might have reasoning behind what what they're doing or how they're acting or whatever, but if they're not 100% invested, then you like ask. Don't be afraid to have that communication. So as we get to the end of this short, sharp podcast, uh, I got a few takeaway points. Communication is key from both sides of the fence as a client ask questions the more you know the more knowledge that you have the more power you have to change how you're doing if you don't ask questions you're going to be like oh well they didn't tell me anything well so okay we don't know what to tell you because you're not asking the questions if you want to incorporate more things in your sessions or don't like doing specific things for a legitimate reason besides oh i just don't like them because I don't like them. Some more tough titties. But if there's a legitimate reason why you don't or can't do something or want to incorporate more, then all you got to do is ask and just let us know. As trainers, we got to have the ability to communicate with our clients. Guys and girls, we are a support network for our clients. They are not seeing us specifically for the fitness element. We got to be able to help out. We got to be mature enough to accept feedback. We've got to be adult enough to have an adult conversation with someone else about how they're doing, be it physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever. And you know, just let let them vent if need be. It's totally cool. That's what it's, like the private PT session is all about. The second takeaway point I've got jotted down here is effort. Once again, that's both sides of the fence. So, effort in your sessions. If you're turning up to your PTs as a client, and you're just cruising. Guess what? Your results aren't going to be where you want them to be. If you're turning up to every session and putting in the effort that you can on that day, you will move forward. 
Okay, as a trainer, same thing. Are you just looking around the gym and going, all right, I'm going to do, what's that, a kettlebell? All right, we'll do sumo high pulls and we're going to do, okay, what's that over there? That's the bench. We'll do, we'll do dips next. Like if you're not putting the effort and not caring about these people, not caring about their session, well then what, why, like why should they be seeing you? Okay, honesty. I kind of touched on it a little bit with communication. Being honest with your clients as a trainer. Hey, how are you going? Hey, these results could have been a little bit better. What's going on? Hey, I think you should see a physio. Get that shoulder checked. Whatever it is. As a client, go, hey, I'm struggling. I don't know what I'm doing with my food. Or can you can you help me with this, uh, I don't know, this lower back issue that I've got, I've got. Sweet, let's have a look at it. Let's do some mobility stuff. If that doesn't help it, look, go get it looked at by a physio or something if it's giving you grief. Or, hey, can you watch? Can you like look at my food? For sure, send it through. Let's have a look. Being honest, personal training is not for everyone. Simple as that. You know, I understand financial constraints, of course, and some people might not need need the things that I listed off at the start, i.e., motivation or. Um, you know, the specific program or the private environment or whatever. Some people are happy going to a swipe gym or just training by themselves, just doing push-ups every day. Sweet, do you. Like, we're not going to upsell what we do. If it's not for you, it's not for you. That's totally fine. Trainers, don't strut around with your chest out. Stay in your lane and commit to your clients. Clients, if you sign up for PTs, commit, push yourself and find someone who will support you and help you move forward. If you're thinking about looking or getting into PT, you got to find someone you gel with. If you're thinking about getting into PT, be realistic with your goals. Where do you want to get to? Let's be real. You want to lose 10 kilos in two weeks. Let's reassess that. When you're looking for a PT, you got to think, okay, am I going to be comfortable in a commercial gym? If so, yes. If not, maybe a private gym is for you. If you're already in a PT, are you taking steps forward or are you standing still? Now, is that what you're doing outside of the gym or is what's happening inside the gym not good enough? If you've left, if you've had PT and then you've stopped, why did you stop? Was it because the financial side of things was, you, you couldn't justify it? Was it because you reached your goal? Was it because you weren't reaching your goal? Was it because your trainer wasn't giving you the effort you need? I've said a few words a lot in this little short, sharp podcast. Effort is one. Communication is another. Help is another. When you're looking for a PT, there are three massive keys to finding a good one. When studying to be a PT and continuing to grow as I am in the PT industry, there are three things that we can all focus on. Once again, these are my opinions. And if I've ruffled some feathers or raised some eyebrows, then fucking sweet, let's have a conversation. That's what it's all about. Whatever you got to do, if you're up, in personal training, thinking about personal training, if you are a personal trainer, back yourself, be honest, be committed, help each other move forward as a team effort. All right, see you in the next episode.